Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew... Insert player name here. ...was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode of Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Clo Mendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. How are you doing over there, Nick? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just enjoying a nice uh, football Sunday out here uh, in uh, the lovely... Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain, God rest his soul. Uh, parts Unknown. How are you, Jermaine? I'm doing fantastic, you know, just enjoying a lovely day of football Sunday in parts unknown. (laughs) We have uh, not a lot to talk about today, but what our main topic uh, is going to be the MLB wildcard review. So we'll talk about our thoughts and we'll also make our uh, MLB division series predictions, Jermaine. Yeah, definitely. Look forward to that. So, some few surprises for me, at least, and then um, we'll see. We'll look forward to what the rest of the playoffs have in store. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's it's been a fun. It's been a fun wild card round, and it's gonna be a fun NLDS because playoff baseball. Uh, although we had a shortened season, playoff baseball really never changes and uh, always gives you a little bit of surprises. Yeah, So, cut from the cloth of playoff baseball, Jermaine, I have the trivia question for this week's episode. Episode 29, by the way. So, thank you for joining us. And our trivia question today is, what is the Miami Marlins overall playoff series record after the 2020 wildcard round? All right. What is the Miami Marlins overall playoff series as of the 2020 NLDS. So that means that this last wildcard series. Three and 18. Three and 18. It's not correct. It has to be. The Marlins are not good. 
And a bonus question that I've just come up with right now. So these never go well. What has been the highest, um, we'll call it playoff standing the Marlins have ever held? What has been the highest playoff standing that the Miami Marlins have ever held going into the playoffs? Those answers for you at the end of the show. Oh, you're talking about seat? Seating, yes. Oh, man. I apologize to all the listeners. I have hiccups, and I can't seem to shake them. So you'll probably hear it a couple times on (laughs) – Everybody all at one time just yell, and we'll try to scare Jermaine. So if you hear me randomly yell in the broadcast, it's me trying to scare the hiccups away from Jermaine. (laughs) Dude, Brandon Graham just ran into a ref. (laughs) So we we talked about NFL football Sunday. We are going to wait. uh, So COVID pushed uh, one game already, canceled one game, pushed another game, pushed the Chiefs and the Pats uh, to Monday night. For you guys back in the United States, pushed it to Monday night. So Jermaine and I are actually going to wait until our middle of the week episode, our second episode uh, being released on uh, Friday uh, to talk to you guys about the NFL preview. We'll also in that episode make our start making our picks um, for for the uh, coming slate of games on the weekend. Yeah, definitely. So. Look forward to that little preview. We won't be covering the Thursday game, so maybe we'll sneak the Thursday game in right here. So who do you got? Bucks versus Bears. Tom Brady versus Big Dick Nick, bro. Yeah, so where are the Bears? The Bears are on a bye this week, right? No, the Bears play on Thursday. Oh, you mean they played today. They lost to the Colts. How did I miss that game? Was that game just not so, – so this is one thing we're going to talk about. I think I missed that game because, they, I mean, we had a, a a bonkers morning slate. The morning slate was intense. Yeah, the, the battle of the three and L's was uh, Chicago, Chicago versus Indy. Oh, actually, no, that's not, that's not true. Indianapolis lost to Jacksonville. I know, I know that because everyone in our survivor oh, our yeah, that was that was an afternoon game. Okay, everyone in our survivor league uh, <laughs> picked the Colts and they lost to Jacks Jacksonville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess who's um, still in it, bro? Guess who's still in it? It's probably you. you what's what's you, what's you, the prize? What's the prize for the Survivor League? Like seven hundred fifty bills, bro. Little bones, smackaroos. Oh, balls in the air. Oh, that's not too bad. Jermaine, uh, as you hear him yelling, is watching the Sunday night football game between the uh, Eagles. Uh, part of the worst division in the NFL and the San Francisco 49ers. And and, and, and my opinion will not change uh, even if the Philadelphia Eagles win, which it looks like they're going to. Um, I am – my prediction is that we, we already talked about the Bears, right? We already talked about the Bears, how they were not – they were kind of a a, a uh, imposter 3-0 and team. Um, their defense did really good against the Colts. They made – a uh, bunch of red zone stops forced a lot of field goals, but uh, their offense couldn't score. So maybe here's my here's my strategy for the uh, for the for the Bears. Uh, they need to change quarterbacks sometime in the third quarter. So whoever starts goes and sits the bench, so that the other quarterback can come in with like 
half a quarter to get warm and then the fourth quarter to win the game for them. I think that's a two quarterback system is what wins stuff for the bears. Uh, it's hard to look past the Buccaneers for this game. Yeah. It's, did you see Tom slinging the rock today? Tom Brady threw what? Five touchdowns today? Five. And five touchdowns. Actually six. Yeah. He threw well, six. Yeah. He did throw six touchdowns. He threw five touchdowns to his own team and then a pick six to the, uh, to the Chargers. Yeah, classic Jameis James Winston fashion. That's right. He had to he had to do his best Buccaneers impression. Uh yeah, he threw for he threw for five touchdowns and 369 yards. Ronald Jones ran for hundred yards. Mike Evans had 122 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I've been texting you on the side, and I, and I, you know, both of us being uh NFC South aficionados, obviously different teams, but we're a little I'm a little bit nervous for the Buccaneers. I mean, I, I wasn't really actually – I'm not really nervous because I'm just really enjoying a 2-2 two and two Panthers team right now. Surprise but of the year, 2-2 two Panthers. Surprise of the year. They are, they are one – they are 25 – or uh, 33% on the way to the win total that I thought they would get, which is 6-10. and 10. <laughs> what's I thought they would go 6-10. What's outrageous is they're doing this without CMC right now. Mike, let me talk to you. Let me, we'll, we'll get into this in, in, in our MLB preview. We're going to go down a rabbit hole of me talking about Carolina Panthers running backs named Davis. <laughs> Why would that come up in the MLB preview? No, sorry, NFL preview. We'll talk about the, <laughs> or the, the, the NFL the NFL review. Uh, but for Thursday night, I can't. I what's the I? Uh, let me see if I if Bravada, the new unofficial sports book of the. Of room three hundred three has the opening lines. They should. Let's see here. Uh, stalling, stalling, placating, stalling. Uh, Russian yeah. general stalling. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll, oh. I I think the Buccaneers handle this game quickly. Uh, it's gonna be it's, it'll be out of hand before halftime, and it just makes me laugh that everyone's praising, singing the praises of, of Big Dick Nick returning, but. The reason why Nick Foles is the backup every time is because when he does get to start, he's not very good usually. And again, today, they, they had three points until I believe the fourth quarter, and they were finally able to get some points on the board. And it ended like 19-11. Yeah, 19-11. Yeah. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I agree. Once we get, I mean, maybe, you know, we'll talk about uh, once the line gets posted. I mean, maybe we might drop a, we might drop a little teaser pick out there uh, for the, for the people. Yeah. Yeah. I like a little teaser action on that one. That would be good. Maybe we tease the, uh, because I bet you the over is going to be pretty low because the Bears defense still has a lot of respect. So we might hit like Bucks money line and the over. Or that's I, I think the Bucks. I, I think there's going to be no bettable sides of that game. <laughs> I think the Bucks money line is probably going to be minus two hundred something. The spread is probably going to be like nine and a half. I could I would probably see myself betting any Bucks spread under seven. I'll put twenty on the money line. That's a guaranteed ten dollars back, dude. So, moving on from our NFL, like I said, obviously we'll cover that uh, coming up on our our middle of the week episode, and we'll also probably cover our, our, to see if our Thursday night football uh, p- 
picks were successful. I'll talk to you about my love of not just Panthers running backs because I just gave it some thought while Jermaine was talking. I'll talk to you about my love for running backs with the last name Davis, um, including wow. one that's in the Hall of Fame right now. Um, the other T-T-T-Rail? surprise. T-Rail Davis? Yeah, touchdown Davis. Um, the other surprise, Jermaine, for me was – the Los Angeles Lakers were demolishing the Heat. The Heat had, well, the Heat were swimming in the ocean without a life ring. And then LeBron made a mistake. Tell the people <laughs> about the mistake that LeBron made. So we're huge proponents on this podcast of not telling great players they're losing or they're sucking. Or they're just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. You just don't do it. They know that they're not. They don't need you to tell them that they're not because you just poke. Well, they, they, well, they, they don't because, right, because they're in their own world. Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, they're in their own world. They're, they're battling themselves, battling their inner demons. They're beating themselves up because they can't win. You can't give them an outside target so that they can say – Oh, I don't want to beat myself up anymore. I want to beat you up. Yeah. And then uh, Jimmy Butler proceeds to drop 40 points, 13 assists, and 11 boards on them. Best part is Jimmy Butler did this without attempting a (laughs) three-pointer. He was like – That's old old school basketball. He's like, I'm going to get mine from where I get mine, bro. He didn't even attempt to three. Dropped 40 on him. And he did this with Bam Adebayo, the second best player on that team, and Goran Dragic, arguably the third best player on that team. Uh, Some people might really, really like the rookies that the Heat have, but they proved to be a little inconsistent. Goran Dragic getting inserted into the starting lineup again really changed that Heat team around. So – um, they were both out. Yeah. So LeBron tells Jimmy at the end of the first quarter in Game Three that the Heat are in trouble. And I don't know at what point Jimmy Jimmy said it back, but Jimmy did something. I think it was like third quarter. They oh. so, so it was something in the third quarter. Jimmy Butler's feeling himself. He's in his bag. He's getting his shots from where he wants them. Ain't attempting no no threes. He's like, you're in trouble now. And so he's coming back down the court yelling at his teammates. He's like, Lakers are in trouble. Lakers are in trouble. I'm like, oh, no, you can't be doing them like that, Jimmy. Not like that, bro. I always love I, – I, I love how – by the way, was LeBron was talking that the, that the Heat were in trouble in the first quarter. And the Heat – so here's the thing. Here's the other thing that really blew my mind is – the Heat won all four quarters. I, I was literally about to drop that. I was about to be like, LeBron, you didn't win a quarter. All four if you quarters. Were like up, if you were up big at halftime, then it would be fine to be like, oh, you guys are in trouble. We're about to be up 3-0. But LeBron, you were down three at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. That's why I don't understand what LeBron is was this, talking about. Is this so I, – I don't want to have a, a sportscaster take, right? Is this typical LeBron – to get cocky way too early. Uh, I wouldn't say so. I've never really seen no. I've never really seen him do that kind of stuff. Not, not well, really. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna use one other example. <laughs> I think this is the this is the first time in the finals LeBron has 
uh, been up 2-0. Yeah, it's the first time in the finals he's been up 1-0, I thought, right? No, I thought it was, well, 1-0. If it's 1-0, then it's for sure 2-0 as well. <laughs> I know it's 2-0, I know but I, yeah, it's probably, you're, you're probably right. But I, I, have a, I have another example to bring up for you of LeBron getting cocky too early. And it's probably because I don't watch basketball. I think this is a big deal. Not one, not two, oh, man. not three. <laughs> All right, maybe you're right. All right, I had to take it back. You're right. LeBron does get cocky. LeBron gets cocky too early. <laughs> he got right. bodied by the Mavericks, bro. I think the Mavericks yeah. had one good knee combined on that team. And they still <laughs> one, yeah, one. They they shared an ACL. <laughs> they they gave it they gave it around to different people to, to for that game. <laughs> Oh, man, I just – so this is – what's so funny is AD didn't play great, right? AD didn't play yeah, great. He's, he, he's really messing up uh, our uh, finals MVP bet. Yeah, which was weird because after the game two game, I was just like, oh, man, he might have this in the bag because he looked – It's a lock. He scored over 35 points. Over 35 points, game one, game two. Yeah, so – uh, AD didn't show up, and like I said when we were doing the preview for the NBA Finals, is that the reason why I gave the Heat two games, vice the gentleman's sweep, is because if LeBron and AD don't play great and guarantee that team 60-plus points, it's really easy for their other guys to disappear. And that's exactly what happened in this game. I think AD didn't show up. The rest of the team couldn't, couldn't do anything. They barely scored 100 points. Now, my question to you would be, does the great, does the GOAT story apply to the other side with LeBron? Does does LeBron now get motivated because he got smacked in the mouth by an upstart Heat team and now he's going to win the next two and, and get a gentleman's sweep? Uh, I mean, this series, like we said, has never been, never been in question. Yeah. Like, As Snoop Dogg said, Lakers in five, so... Uh, yeah, I I am I am going to be very interested taking this back to a gambling perspective. I'm going to be very interested at the series price of Lakers four one win. I don't remember what it was before this, but it was not enough to make me bet it. Okay, I believe I'm probably going to look to bet Lakers four one series win after this game. Because it's going to drive that price a little bit up. And I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to bet it in the heat are going to win game four. <laughs> dude, a 2-2 two, two series. Exactly what's gonna happen. A 2-2 two, two series would be crazy, uh, dude. A 2-2 two, two series, and I'm and I, a 2-2 two, two series is like a game seven at this point. Yeah, I might. And I, I, don't, I, I don't know who wins. I don't know who wins a 2-2 two, two series. That's pretty spooky. You might even catch me tuning in for a basketball game. Two series. I can't believe you're not. Well, well I, didn't, the last, I, I didn't tune in today anyway. So the last five minutes of a basketball game, because that's all that matters. Okay. But it, it, it's, <laughs> game, game, game four is game four is going to determine if you can sit through a baseball really, game and you're going to trash on basketball. That's outrageous. Yeah, because baseball games very like so. There, there's very few baseball games that in the seventh inning a team is leading by six runs, and then it finishes that a team won by six runs at the end of the ninth. Yeah, but they I have still seen won countless basketball three. games. 
Uh, but I've, no, but I've seen countless basketball games where a team is trailing by 20 with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then at the end of the game, that team that was trailing won by 20, not by like three at a last second shot or like a walk. You have not run. seen, you have not seen countless games of that. I uh, countless. You got countless. Uh, I used, I used all my fingers and toes uh, and Google many me, more. Google me, Nick. Google that. I, that's a bull face lie. That is the biggest lie. Not a bull face lie. It's not a bull face lie. Every, I would go lie. as far to say every basketball game I've tuned in. The other team has been up by 20 at five minutes left. You're Every your basketball head. game I've ever tuned into, five okay. minutes left in the fourth quarter. Do you remember you the Golden just State said, Warriors? You just do you remember the Go- do you remember the Golden game. State Warriors? Do you remember the Golden State Warriors season? Every single game they were down by 20 minutes, down by 20 with five minutes left. Yeah, and you said they would win by 20. And then they did win by 20, yeah. Come on, bro. I, I'm, willing, I'm willing to bet. Basketball is the once. most. Basketball I'm is the most. willing to what? bet that never happened once. So you're what? saying you were saying a team is down 20 with five minutes yes. left. Yes. And wins, wins by, 20. by 20. Yes. The you're team saying, was down. So now, so now you're being – I was being a little facetious, but now you're being ridiculous. You don't think it's ever happened? No. That's I don't four, even know. That's, I, that's I don't, 40 I don't. points in five minutes. They we would need a pod. To- we need we need we need a podcast intern to look this up because I I will not give the fucking effort towards looking <laughs> looking this up. Here, here's let me just contextualize. And because and because I'm not giving the can effort, I speak? I, no, you cannot. This is my podcast. <laughs> Jesus, bro. No, Nick. Thank you. Please. They would have to score forty points and hold the other team to zero points to make that happen in yeah, five minutes. Of- 40 to zero runs happen all the time in basketball. <laughs> That's why I don't watch it. You're out of your fucking That's why mind. I don't watch it. It's ridiculous. You're ridiculous, bro. It's You're not fair. Not- basketball, basketball is like communism, and I don't support communism. You're about to end up on fine them and cut them with the worst. Either either ever. one team gets it all or the other team gets it all. There's who, no sharing of wealth in basketball. Who are you, Max Kellerman? Yeah, that'd be good. He gets paid a lot of money to make ridiculous. No, a- actually, no. First of all, if we're gonna clown anyone for their takes, it's Colin Cowherd. Okay, but that's the, he, has, <laughs> he is an, he is an all time place as worst broadcaster ever. Yeah, that's why. And, and also, and also, he has a weird like fascination slash anger towards Cam Newton, which I never got. Yeah, and people wearing their hats backwards. That, that's that's yeah. That. <laughs> He's an idiot. Bro. For trolling purposes, you guys need to go watch the video of Colin Cowherd. Yo, we're talking like this. <laughs> While he has his hat backwards, it's it's hilarious. Until you realize that he's completely serious, and you're like, oh, he's just an old white guy who's really like forty years old. Yeah, he's he's old at heart. Let's uh, move he's on just- to Doc Rivers being hired as the Sixers uh, head coach. We've spent enough time on this. Yeah, so uh, so uh, inaugural podcast guest uh, Eric is <laughs> is is not too happy about the seventy uh, sixers new hire. I believe he used the words uh, "sad," uh, "cry baby," uh, and "bitch boy." I believe those those were those are some phrases used to describe. So he's enthusiastic about the about the new hire. What are your thoughts? Um. Man, I don't like Doc Rivers at all. I don't like him. <laughs> he makes 
KG was a savage, and then he went to the Celtics, and he was a crybaby. And Doc Rivers does that to all his players. He made Paul Pierce a crybaby. He made Chris Paul a crybaby. He does it to everyone who plays for him. Can Paul Pierce just stop talking, please? Oh, Paul Pierce, just just stop. Fade into retirement like everybody else. Stop saying the 2008 Celtics or 2007 or 2008 Celtics would beat anyone on the planet. We get it. We get it. You guys were good. You were the original, the, 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 you know, the, the original big three, the original super team or whatever you want to call yourselves. You're not better than LeBron right now. There's a reason you're not playing anymore and he's a sportscaster or you're, that you're a sportscaster and you're not playing anymore. Yeah, uh, I won't. What get did you what what did what did you do on your own, Paul? Until you've literally struggled like LeBron has in Cleveland when he took teams to the finals with I don't know a fan giveaway starting it starting it at the other four positions on the court. Yeah, Vince Vince Papali actually decided he wanted to play hoops this time. Who was their big center, their big European center? Sildrunas Ilgowskis. <laughs> that's, that's, that, dude, yeah, that's, that dude could hoop, though. Don't disrespect Sildrunas. That's very true. All right, three fan giveaway at three other positions. Yeah, yeah. Ilgowskis could hoop. No, like, don't, don't savage my guy like that. That dude was the 2010 machine. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, I had to take us on a side rant of how much I'm annoyed at Paul Pierce lately. Oh, yeah. Just shut up. Just shut up, Paul Pierce. So back to Doc Rivers because Paul Pierce has already taken up way too much time in my 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 life. Um, Doc Rivers, he won me over as a as like I was like okay maybe you are a good head coach. He won me over last year with the job that he did with the Clippers. But again, I just think he's a crybaby who makes everyone like because they adopt the personality and the personality they adopt is not one I really very much care for. I actually told E. Uh, that man Embiid is already one of the least liked players in the NBA, right? <laughs> and then now you have Doc Rivers as his coach. The internet's going to be coming at him hard. Well, and I was then, I was about to go go. Uh, no, I, I was just going to say the same thing with Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons is getting heat from the internet right now. It's only going to get worse, Doc. So I was about to say, I was about to say that. Well, it's it's fitting that he that he joins the Crybaby 76ers then because they seem like the uh biggest Crybaby team and least liked team in the NBA, so. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh there's a lot to unpack there. They uh and they they signed some real bad contracts last offseason. So, they've got they've got their work cut out for them. Good luck. Good luck, Philly. Now, if he turns that Philadelphia team around, or turns it around, if he t- helps them take that next step, would you change your opinion on him? No, I just said I think he's a good coach. No, no, he's still going to be a crybaby. Like you can win games, you can you can you can win games and be a crybaby. See Paul Tears. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. Again, let's not let's not get more more into that. So before we talk about, yeah. So I okay. Thank you, Jermaine. Um, no, but in let's US, talk about soccer though. Yeah. Well, how about do you want to do you talk about soccer next? <laughs> All right, Jermaine. Give us our uh, weekly U.S. men's national team update and. 
tell the people what website we could find to place 2026 World Cup bets. I still don't know what website, bro, but I think my predictions look better and better, bro. So, uh, Sergino Dest just recently completed transfer to Barcelona, and he became the first American to play for Barca's um, top team, right? So, they're, they're, you know, varsity squad, essentially, is I forget what they, how they worded exactly. So, he was subbed in in the 75th first minute, team, probably. Yeah, first team. So you subbed in in the 75th minute of a 1-1 ball game. Uh, the game ended up finishing 1-1, but here he looked. You don't you don't play around that kind of talent and not pick up not pick up a few things. So really look forward to that. That was pretty exciting. Um, then we have Chris Richards who started for Bayern. Um, man, what position does Chris Richards play? I think he's a wing. Yeah, if I remember correctly, a wing, a wing or a, cent, a central midi. Yeah, so he he played for he started for Bayern. Um, yeah, and then he had an assist for on a goal. Then we had then we had uh, Gio Reyna, who's our next like, you know, it seems like we're churning out phenoms, eighteen year old phenoms a lot lately, right? So we had Pulisic, who hit big time in Chelsea, was a complete weapon for that team. And now we have Gio Reyna who just transferred to Borussia Dortmund in the offseason and he had a hat trick of assists against Freiburg. Um it's so much so that when he he was subbed off um by some sometime I think the 69th and the the fans that were in attendance just started giving him a standing ovation because he played so well. I'm like, whoo, here we go, bro. U.S. fans, we're going to look good in 2026, bro. I have faith. Keep so what faith. you're saying is 2026 is boomer bust. No. So so in 2022, we're going to look like scrappy upstarts. <laughs> 2026, we are, we are – it's, it's, we're going all in. Uh, Chris Richard started at right back for Byron and then was subbed off for uh, Pavard. I was going to say right back, but, and you know, I didn't want to misspeak. Yep, so that's the U.S. men's national team update. We've got a bunch of young kids playing all around uh, and making impacts for top-flight clubs. So it's really exciting to see. Uh, I like that we're getting this this kind of newfound presence on a world stage that's helping develop. And I think it's best for – not that soccer's hurting for money or anything, but <laughs> you know, like if they could finally break into the U.S. market, that would be – that would behoove them a lot. There's a lot of money in the U.S. market. So so what I've seen, right, is that the U.S. is kind of stagnant right now in terms of soccer and soccer development. And because in the U.S. we have seven-second attention spans, we don't pay attention to soccer except when our teams do well, right? So 2014-2010 World Cups – like literally poured gasoline on on a fire that was already pretty, you know, 2010 started the fire, 2014 poured gasoline all over it, right? And, and it had this explosion of soccer in the country, but because we didn't make the World Cup in 2018, people kind of forgot about it. And as Americans, there's so many choices for sports to play that kids really don't play soccer that much, right? 
because it's 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 not a kid. Kids in America, very few, a small percentage, grow up dreaming of playing soccer. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's just not as popular as well. I mean, kids play. I would say, <clears throat> you know, teenagers when you're actually like going out for sports and stuff, that's when you kind of pivot away from it. I think soccer sure. soccer is very much a youth sports game in America. And then after that, you kind of graduate into whatever else you want to. But the yeah. beauty. We saw a huge investment in soccer, though, after 2014 from European clubs, right? In terms of, you know, Manchester City and New York FC, Bayern and Chicago. Uh, I think uh, a couple of other ones have actual U.S. US feeder clubs. Which, which might be some of the reason that we're getting these, you know, that European teams are more comfortable with European talent because they've, they've now for a couple of years had scouts over here to actually give them, you know, the United States is now a scouting ground for Europe where it was kind of, you know, the final frontier for old European players. Yeah, now, absolutely. And, and so the beauty of the MLS, right? So the MLS has seen steady increase and steady growth. And the more that – big stars come over and play over here like Slaton and Wayne Rooney, <laughs> you know, David Beckham, uh, the more that they all come over and play over here. So it's, it'll continue to benefit, but MLS is doing a real good job of creating these pockets and they're, they're actually going into like towns where other sports are exactly like the, the major players. And so Columbus is a huge breeding ground for soccer for America right now. So one of the most slept on soccer scenes right now is Atlanta. And Atlanta, um, man. Seattle as well. Seattle as well, yeah. And Atlanta is just – they bought in completely to like where it is like in like European countries where they're playing street soccer on any kind of surface you can. They're, they're shooting at any kind of – any kind of goal, which is making it smaller than just the big net. Like they're doing all those things where they have like soccer is just burgeoning there. And then you would go when crowds could go. The soccer stadium in Atlanta was wild. People were chanting. People were yelling. They were decked out. They had the colors, the swag, the face paint. I mean, it was it was they truly uh, embodied what European soccer does you know, European club soccer does, and they brought it to Atlanta and they made it their own. Um, and the hip hop scene in Atlanta is actually one of the main reasons that it kind of blew up so big. You have a ton of those Atlanta based rappers that were sporting the gear and stuff. So then other people were like, well, what's that? They started paying attention at the same time. Atlanta FC just kicked off and they already won a title. <laughs> So yeah, so that that really really helps, and that that's why all that's coming in. But let's move into some of the weird games again this weekend. Yeah, I mean the 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 issues really. So just a final point for me: uh, the MLS from 2009 to 2010 attendance grew four percent, then it grew seven percent, five percent, and then from 2012 to 2013 dropped off a percent, right? 2014 grew 3%, 2015 grew 13%, 2016 grew 1%, 2017 grew 2%, 2018 dropped a percent, and this last year, 2018 and 2019 dropped 3%, right? So 
I mean, there's 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 a time when stats don't lie, and I can you know we can point to that and say a World Cup year drives attendance for at least two more years in the United States. And really, I mean, we were not we were good, but on terms of like a global scale, we were playing with MLS homegrown players and those. So it'd be it's going to be very interesting to see what actual world class players would 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 be able to do will will be able to do hopefully we have our coaching situation settled but i'm not yeah 100 bring back bring back klinsman yeah so uh (laughs) man you uh really showed up to play this morning they yeah uh, so i so we talked about the the issues of fans the issues of a packed beginning of the season schedule and really, the issues are just continuing for Europe's top teams. You just mentioned Tottenham, who was without, uh, I think, without Sue, right? Talking or about the Sun? Yeah, Sun. The Korean? Yeah. Song? Song, maybe? It's S-O-N. Yeah. Sun. Uh, Sun, yeah, yeah. They were without. He was out for injury. And Tottenham beat Man U 6-1. to one. <laughs> Liverpool got beat by Aston Villa seven to two, and Bayern was up two zero at halftime, and then needed a Robert Lewandowski ninety second minute penalty to beat Hertha Berlin four to three. Jesus I, God. I, I don't, I don't know what's happening with Europe's top teams. I didn't know Liverpool lost seven two. I thought I didn't know it got that out of hand. <laughs> seven to two. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, dude, it's it's weird. It'll get settled. Like I said, this is just the beginning parts. There's a lot of lethargy, a lot of apathy. But once they settle in, once it becomes routine, once it's once it's more normal, you you won't be seeing these kind of decisions uh, any longer. Well, I can't, I, I can't I can't say the same thing for Manu. Man, Manu looks bad. Yeah. Do they? So they. We we can kind of we can kind of go over a little bit real quick. This is kind of a, an in show edit. But do you want to real quick go over uh, the champ leagues? Oh, you're talking about the draw? Yeah, we can talk. Yeah. About okay. Let's uh, here. I'll, I'll I'll look it up. I know. I know. We had like our initial. Uh, we had our initial impressions of it the other day. Um, Champs League. Yeah. Draw. <laughs> Begins late October, so, but. Yeah. So, Champs League draw was the other day. Jermaine just mentioned, right? So, I'll, I'll go over some of the groups now, right? Right. So, Group A is Bayern, Atletico, uh, RB Salzburg, and uh, Lokomotiv Moscow. Group B is Real Madrid, Shakhtar, Inter, and uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Group C is Porto, Man City, Olympicos, and Marseille. Group D is Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and a Dutch club, Midtjylland. That's I did not say that correctly. Group E is Sevilla, Chelsea, Karashnodar, and Reigns. Uh, group F is Zenit, Dortmund, Lazio, and Bruges. Group G is Juventus, Barcelona, Domino Kiev, and uh Ferencvaros, I don't know. I'm messing these up. Uh, and fa- the f- 
final group, Group H, is PSG, Man United, uh, Leipzig, and uh, Istanbul. So, looking at this, you would have to say... Group H. Group, group H, you think, is the is a group of death? Yeah. Which one were you going to say? Yeah, I, I would. I think I said group. I think I did say group H. I I might also think that group D, Liverpool, Ajax, Atlanta, has the potential to be a a pretty a pretty stacked group. Yeah, that's what I said to to E. I said that Liverpool got a sneaky tough draw. <laughs> he he uh, was like Liverpool's going six and zero, and then refused to bet me on it. So. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think they're going six and zero. I think they're probably going to tie a couple of those games. So Group A, we we talked. Well, here I'll, I'll I'll start from the top or I'll start from the bottom. So Group H, I think PSG and Leipzig are are moving on. I don't I don't like what I've seen from Manchester United. I, I would no, be surprised. I, no I would. There. I would be surprised if if Man Man United wins more than two games. I I'm not. I'm not arguing that. Man, you look sus right now. So I don't, uh, I don't think I, they finished top four in Premier League this year. Yeah. Uh, are they going to finish top six? With the way they've been playing right now, they don't even look top six. So Group G, uh, Juventus and Barcelona, I think, are advancing. Uh, it's going to be awesome to see Ronaldo and Messi play twice in the Champions League. That should be fun. Yeah. Uh, for Group F, Group F is an interesting one, right? Zenit, Lazio, and Bruges. I think Dortmund's advancing, but I don't know who is going to – we might see – I would probably put money on Lazio, but this is kind of one of those one of those groups where whoever is left standing out of those three is is going on to the Champions League and might make a, might make a Lyon-type run. Yeah, they'll have a fun little race for second in that group. Yeah, so Group E, Sevilla, Chelsea, Karash, uh, Nodar, and Reigns. I don't, I don't see anything past Chelsea and Sevilla. It's, it, what's so funny is that like Chelsea got such a layup of a group. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, give them somebody. Come on. Yeah, come somebody. on, <laughs> UEFA. What is you doing? Yeah, because yeah, Chelsea probably paid the – Dog shit out of UEFA. Group D, Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and Mitteland. Uh, I really, if Atalanta can bring their attack from last year, I think they're going to win. If they can't, Ajax, Ajax wins. Yeah, that should Liverpool be, is number one. That should be fun to watch because Ajax, Ajax was in the finals the year prior, right? Not, not last yes. year, but they. Yep. That yep. should be 2018. That was 2019. Liverpool beat them. Right, uh, 2019, and then PSG beat. Uh, no, Bayern beat PSG in the final. Yep. yep. Group and, C: Porto, Man City, Olympicos, and Marseille. Uh, that's a Man that's City's, a tough group too. Man City's advancing. I don't think there's any doubt in that. And then apply what I just said about Group E, or sorry, Group F, to the last three between Porto, Olympicos, and Marseille. Yeah, I think Porto comes out. I think Porto is is historically a very good team, uh, and they're going to get eliminated probably. But that, then again, they're that team that could make another Leon type deep run, just just getting hot at the right time. And and it's really something to be said about a team like Porto or these smaller clubs 
that are probably going to they're probably going to win the Portuguese league and they literally only have to focus on the Champions League. And you know, when Man City has to focus on the the domestic cup and the Premier League and the Champions League, you know, there's there's all these other teams have to have to at least uh uh, focus on on three different things, not just the one prize of, of winning the Champions League. Group B, uh, Real Madrid, Shakhtar, Inter, and uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. I, another really kind of sneaky division here after Real, after because because Real's winning. After Real, maybe I don't I don't really know. Maybe I mean Shakhtar always has a, always finds a way to to sneak in. So maybe I maybe I'll put my money on them. Uh, to advance, you, you talk talking about you talk about Shakhtar to advance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not super outlandish. No. And then finally, the, Group A. Yeah, Bayern, Bayern, Atletico, Salzburg, and uh, uh, Lokomotiv Moscow. Yeah, it's Bayern and it's Bayern and, and Atletico, in my opinion. Yeah. So and then good. once the once good. once. Once the uh, as we get a little bit closer to the actual uh, round of first round, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it. But that's just a preview of the of the Champions League groups and and who we think is going to advance from the groups. Yeah, absolutely. Should be a lot of fun. Begins late October, uh, just in time for the end of spooky season. <laughs> when did it become spooky season? I don't know. I was thinking about I was literally thinking that October 1st. I get out of it's my fall. head. It's I don't, fall and then it's Halloween. The week before Halloween is the Halloween week. The internet has, has created something again that I didn't even know was a thing, dude. I, everyone kept saying spooky season. I was just like, when did this It's what? not it's not it's not a thing to me. It's Halloween. It's fall or it's Halloween. What are we going with? <laughs> After Halloween, it's Thanksgiving. I look forward to holidays, not seasons. I don't know. I don't know, dude. They're, 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 apparently because we're celebrating Halloween all year. There's already parties happening probably. Well, it has been a very spooky year. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's the start of it. All right. So our main topic. I, I, I feel – I'm 29, dude, and I feel like I'm already an old man going, these fucking kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every day I look at something on the internet and I'm like, what dance are they doing now? How old is this girl? What? Oh, why is she singing those lyrics? It's like, I'm a ride it. I'm a suck it. Hit the back of my throat. I'm like, this girl's 14 dancing that. Yeah, that's 100%. Good luck, to, good luck with fatherhood. Good luck to Lily. Jeez. Yeah, you're gonna be have have fun wearing fucking uh, ankle ankle low dresses and getting locked in your room for all of high school. That's what I always said. I was just like, if I have a daughter, she's gonna wear overalls till she's 18. <laughs> she's not dating until she's married. Zero <laughs> percent serious, but it was always a great joke. Uh, was I, I was gonna say something in regards to spooky season oh no i watched a video the other day of this dude showing the wap video to his parents i saw that and the, the dad put it he gave his dad a pillow to put oh, on his lap. okay i did send it to you yeah 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 <laughs> yeah dude he gave the dad a pillow <laughs> you could just see in the dad's face he was like 
because his wife was standing there, but he didn't, his face didn't say anything, but you could see with his eyes that his eyes lit up instantly. And he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Finally, my son shows me something good. <laughs> He's been holding out. He's been holding He's out. Like, He's like, this is disgusting. Where can I find this video? So I can... Send it to all my friends and show how disgusting this is. <laughs> That's the subject line. So by the wives. This is disgusting. <laughs> the death of the American youth. But for real, check this shit out. Yo, but watch this, dog. <laughs> Yo, but watch this shit, dog. <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, we're getting a little long-winded here. Let's move on to our main topic. Try to keep it a little short here. Um. We always say that, and then it's always like, and it's always between forty-five minutes and an hour and fifteen. So that's because you never shut up. Yeah, well, that's what the people love. The people love me, <laughs> and they love you too, Jermaine. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I've heard no such things. Can neither confirm or deny any of those. <laughs> well, also, they have, they have to love you. They don't have to love me. As a heterosexual white man, they don't have to love me. They have to love you. <laughs> With my my newfound mohawk. By the way, Jermaine, Jermaine has a new haircut. He's very European soccer right now. He has, <laughs> he has shaved. He has kept his, his, his long, probably what, six-inch hair on top? <laughs> six-inch hair on top, and he has shaved bald the sides and shaved <laughs> the back of his head bald down to the skin in a, in a mohawk triangle. He looks, he, looks, he looks like he could take the field for Bayern or Real or Barca or any of the top flight uh, English Premier League clubs this weekend. I have not. With the, with the have, haircut. Or he could be a Puerto Rican baseball player in the World Classic. You change your hair. You're killing baseball. <laughs> All right, Buster. Stop killing baseball, Jermaine, with your, with your hair and your fun and your bat flips. I've actually got uh, an audition for Last of the Mohicans two this weekend. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's that's why I, I, I don't know how I don't know how this generation would feel about a Hispanic man being typecast as a Native American, though. I've got Native blood in me, dude. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of Hispanic players doing bat flips, <laughs> did you did you see? So this this will kick off our World Series or our, sorry our our wild card review. The San Diego Padres. So first of all, the St. Louis Cardinals almost ruined the best playoff series, the best series of the year. Right? It came down to game three, and the Padres had to hit Fernando Tatis had to hit two home runs. Manny Machado had to hit one. You, you know, I, you know, I am a huge fan. We are both on this podcast. We are a huge fan of bat flips. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're awesome. And the Fernando Tatis home run, where he watched it, he pimped that. Turned, bro. Turned to the dugout and threw it out. Walked, walked, guys, walked, not ran, not jogged, walked slowly up the first baseline while looking at the dugout, and then flipped the bat into outer space. <laughs> it is 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 all is shades of Joey Bats most disrespectful bat flip ever. And and and, and, and I'm not gonna lie, it made my it, it made my heart flutter and it made my dick a little hard. What a great series that was! That was like the little, that was a little cherry. Just someone made a beautiful, uh, you know, like one of those fantastic looking cakes, and then put a little cherry right on top, bro. <laughs> Dude, so that's so, what's so funny is Wilson Contreras' bat flip. 
when he when he shot that bad boy like 30 stories into the air, I was just like, that's the greatest. And then Fernando Tatis did this, and I was like, this can't – you guys can't go. <laughs> – they're just going to be – Wilson Contreras, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, when you see an MLB home run, and most of you have on ESPN, there's a camera that's in the press box that tracks the ball once it leaves the bat. Yeah. Wilson Contreras' bat was <laughs> – out went through that camera feed over it and came back down. He legitimately threw that one into. He threw the bat into the upper deck. Dog, he could have thrown it over the net. Like that's how high it went. Like he could have thrown it because they were in Chicago, right? Yeah, I think he threw it onto the street. He hit the ball to right field and he threw the bat into left. Yeah, he said, "Hey, bleachers." T- it's Street. The Wrigley Field bleachers that are on the top of the buildings. He just <laughs> threw it. Hey, this one's for you, Wrigley Faithful. So I know I, I said last podcast, I said that if the Cardinals win, I'm putting the house, the car, the more the 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 kids' college fund on the Cardinals to win. We I I will reveal at the end of the show why. I have now changed my World Series bet to the Marlins. And I think the Marlins are my dark horse to win the World Series now. Did you put did you put a little cheddar on it? I did. Yeah. Ooh, only, okay. only ten dollars though, because I, I put fifty dollars on the Chicago White Sox to win. Oh, that's poo-poo. And, well, I put I put fifty I put fifty dollars on the White Sox to beat the A's. Oh, <laughs> and then I put $50 on them to win the pennant. Yes, that's even better, dude. Oh, I got doubly. So in, in conclusion, I got doubly fucked by the White Sox. Uh, got the, Reds, the Reds scored zero runs against the Braves. They had 11 hits in game one and scored zero runs, Jermaine. <laughs> Houston is the first... Sub 500 team to make the playoffs. This was the year. This was the year that Houston made the playoffs. We'd be all validated because they'd make the playoffs. They'd get swept in two games by the Twins. And we wouldn't have to hear about the goddamn Astros. But they fucking did it, Jermaine. They, they swept the Twins. And then did you see uh, – you, you, did you see you, – you sent me Carlos Correa's comments after the game. Yeah, it sucks because he's Puerto Rican, so I'm a big fan of his. But you, sometimes you just have to learn to shut up. In which he said, these people have been talking a lot about – I'm paraphrasing. These people have been talking a lot about us throughout the year. What are they going to say now? Dude, sub 500 and you wouldn't have been in the playoffs if they didn't expand it. Shut up. You haven't this is done what it. we talked about at the beginning of the year. Houston, if you're not going to apologize for cheating, you can't talk shit when you win. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to say now? I'm going to say I'm going to say you cheated. Yeah. You cheated in your sub 500 because you didn't have a dude banging on a trash can. Just because they expanded the playoffs to 32 teams and you guys <laughs> managed to be the last team to get in. And the Twins are notorious for being terrible postseason team, a terrible postseason team. I hope that the Oakland A's beat him in four straight, beat him 45 to nothing. 
I'm gonna, go, I, I'm gonna go the opposite. I hate the Astros, and I hate the fact that they're just so self righteous about this whole thing. But now I hope the Astros win it all. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I want, I want, to, I want to. If, if we're following storylines here, I want a validation of the Dodgers, right? Just not for the Dodgers' sake, but for baseball's sake. And I want Houston to make it all the way to the mountaintop. And then get Spartan kicked off by the Dodgers. <laughs> Houston Dodgers World Series and the Dodgers demolish them in four games. I'm trying to see that too. Let's get that going. Let's let's put that energy out there, folks. And this house is clean. <laughs> and then does it, and then the Astros can say whatever they want. All right. So quick recap of the wild card round, which I'm not a fan of the expanded playoffs. I thought I would be, but I'm not really a fan of it. I'm not sure why. But I love it. Tampa Bay beat Toronto. The Yankees beat Cleveland. Tampa Bay faces the Yankees in the next uh in the NL ALDS, I'm sorry. Houston beat Minnesota. Oakland beat Chicago White Sox. They face off each other. Um then we have the Dodgers beat Milwaukee. The Padres beat the Cardinals. So it's Dodgers versus Padres as we wanted, as God so intended. Then we have Miami over the Cubs. <laughs> Stupid Cubs can't hit a again, dude. Miami, <laughs> the Cubs can't face Miami in the playoffs, dog. It's unbelievable, dog. They're our kryptonite. It's like the Saints and the Vikings. You just don't want did to you, see them in the playoffs. Did you see that one cutout of Steve Bartman hit the foul ball? No, really? It was a, it was, no, it was a bad joke. <laughs> oh, I thought that really happened. And then the, the the Atlanta Braves beat the Cincinnati Reds, as we previously mentioned. So that leaves us with the, as I said, Yankees. <sighs> Yankees. What do they call them? They don't call them the Devil Rays anymore. They're just the Rays. No, just the Rays. Yeah. All right. So who do you got? Yankees versus Rays. So my, so I have, uh, well, I guess not by and large. My picks for three of the four st- series stay the same. Yankees over Rays. Dodgers over Padres, Braves over Marlins. I think, I think, I mean, just looking at looking at the stats on paper, I think Oakland beats beats Houston. So you put money on the Marlins as your dark horse, and you think the Braves beat them? Well, yeah, because I'm smart, a smart better. No, you're not. You just said you lost a hundred on the White Sox. Yeah, because <laughs> White Sox are going to win. So that's why I'm putting money on the Marlins and then not picking them to win. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Don't use smart better next time. It's not. It's incorrect, sir. All right. So, so. And, and, and then that doesn't change my World Series prediction, Yankees and Dodgers with Dodgers winning. Yeah, I mean, you went out. I put money way. on both teams, by the way. So You hedged? <laughs> no, I no, I've put money on the Yankees to win the AL pennant, and I've put money on the Dodgers to win the World Series. Oh, you don't have any money on the NL pennant? No. Okay. Seems like I think it's, it's I don't think it's Dodgers plus money to win the pennant. I think it's like Dodgers minus one fifty to win the pennant. Minus to win the pennant? Wow, that's outrageous. So I actually uh I mean I think I, I like the same thing. No, I got Yankees Padres. <laughs> I got Yankees Padres Astros Marlins. Mm-hmm. So we're in direct opposition here. You just did that just to do it. No, I really think Houston's going to advance now. 
Okay. I really do. Because Oakland's not scary enough on to me for the Strohs to not be able to get it done. And the best part is, is the Strohs, for some reason, are playing with a chip on their shoulder, even though they did cheat. <laughs> so it doesn't make any so sense. It's dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I hate the Houston Astros. I hate I them. Hate them. I'm with you, dude. But now I want to see the Yankees Strohs in the uh, ALCS, dude. I really want they're to gonna pull. They're going to pull a fucking New York Giants, aren't they? The first, the first sub five hundred team to ever make the playoffs, and they're gonna fucking pull. They're they're gonna pull the New York Giants. They're gonna be in the World Series. I'm telling and you, that I think they are, dude. And the juggernaut of the Dodgers is gonna get beat by the fucking Houston Astros. Nah, the Astros don't have enough to win it all. Maybe who? If they make the, Justin I, I didn't Verlander's think they, gone. Their rookie of the I year is gone. I, I didn't think they had enough to win to make the playoffs. I, I said the same thing. Although they wouldn't have made the playoffs if we were doing regular playoffs. But we're not. So here's the thing, Jermaine. You just said you didn't think they could make the playoffs. We both didn't think they could make the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. We didn't think they would beat the Twins. They beat they, the Twins. They didn't expand the playoffs until it was until it was uh, until the season was canceled, though. I know, but what I'm saying is we keep saying the Astros aren't going to do something, and then they keep doing something. I just picked them to make the World Series. <laughs> yeah, but you picked, you picked all opposite of me just to be the dude that was like, see, I told you when, I'm, when one of my picks goes wrong. I didn't pick all opposite. I picked the Yankees. I picked the, the Padres. No, I picked the Yankees over the Tampa Bay Rays. I picked the Padres to go to the World Series. I'm not changing my pick now. Show, I me like the, show me the show me the bet slip. Oh no, I didn't bet that. No way, dude. <laughs> no way, dog. Well, I have a podcast where we previously discussed it. Oh, there we go. Find the tapes. <laughs> Find the tapes. They'll, they'll, they'll lead you to freedom. <laughs> Is that what they said in the Underground Railroad? I believe so. Yeah. Find the tapes. Find the podcast episode. It'll lead you to freedom. When does um. When does this MLB start, though? Tomorrow, right? Uh, it starts tonight. Tomorrow? Maybe tomorrow. I thought it was tonight. Yeah, it starts Monday. Okay. Yeah, so we got the AL games are on Monday, and then the NL games. Oh, actually, all four games are on Tuesday. I don't understand why they do that. They have two the first day, and then they have four. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I couldn't tell you. So it'll be fun. I mean, it's it's the matchups that I thought would happen with with the exception of Miami, uh, which we'll get into later in our trivia, or, or we'll reveal the the answer later in trivia, and then the Astros in Oakland, obviously. So, yeah, man, they're gonna play. They're gonna get all four games in Monday through Thursday for the AL. Also, as a note, they are still playing the uh, the these games in the AL games will be happening in Los Angeles and San Diego, and right. the AL games will be ha- happening or the NL games will be happening in Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, and a Minute Maid, I think, right, Houston. No, no, it's I thought it was the Rangers, the Rangers Stadium in, in Arlington. No. no. Maybe. It, I, I mean, Ar- Ar- Arlington is one of them, but I think Minute Maid is the other one. 
because they got to play at two separate locations until the uh, CS. Oh, okay. Well, I thought the Padres had a location. San Diego. Yeah, the AL games. Okay. Yeah, I'm not helping then. <laughs> well, Jermaine, let's get to our favorite part of the show. Hold on. Just, oh. just to t- touch on the 2020 Preakness happened this weekend. It totally oh, passed Nick and I by. It passes by so heavy that we didn't even – we didn't even bring it up in the podcast till just right now, but a Swiss skydiver had a photo finish with authentic. It was a hell of an ending to a race. Uh, I'm telling you, like it was, it was maybe just the, the, the edge of the horse's snout, right? Where his no- nostrils are and his big jaw is. That was literally by how, how much Swiss skydiver won by. Jeez. Some uh, some probably uh, some very happy and very sad people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was I would have hated watching it. If I had authentic, I would have been so hot, dude. <laughs> All right, let's move on to everybody's favorite: find them and cut them. So, Jermaine, I, I believe that t- this week, courtesy of uh, podcast faithful listener Nevada Putnam, um, I have an all-time a Hall of Fame find them and cut them. Yeah, we haven't even revealed it. It's already Hall of Fame. I haven't. Even- I think it's. I well, I, I'm saying I think it's a Hall of Fame. It's obviously up to us to debate whether it is. Okay, let's see what we got here. So, former MLB pitcher uh, Charles Hager uh, was uh, police responded to his home uh, late last week uh, because his roommate saw him coming out of his room with a gun and then getting in his car and driving away. When police showed up to the house, they had found that Mr. Hager, again, former MOB pitcher, last pitched in 2010, shot his girlfriend, and then killed himself while driving a wall. The police were searching for him. So there you go. In the sports-themed vitamin gutum, we have our first murder-suicide. And I think... A, uh, a, a an all star, an MVP at best, or at, <laughs> at, at least. So, if I'm not mistaken, when I read the story, it was he had killed his girlfriend prior, and then it was a yes. few days a few days later he killed himself. Oh, I thought it was like killed his girlfriend. Police responded to the house. He left, and then they found him later. Yeah, that's. Not how I let's see. Uh, let's double check that. Uh-uh-uh. Still, anyway, that's you know, pretty pretty classic. Uh, I wouldn't say classic. That's pretty all time vitamin cut him. Uh, spent spent most of his career um, pitching for the uh, or or. Uh, Last pitch in the majors in 2010 for the Dodgers. So I, I, I don't. I, there's. I'm not going to say there's a coincidence between Dodgers and, and murder, but uh, you know, you you make your own you make your own uh, connections. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, he they were she was murdered on Friday. Yeah. And then he was found dead on Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently, 
his body was discovered along the southern rim of the Grand Canyon around 4 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, ooh, a Phoenix suburb. Uh, police were seeking Hager on suspicion of the murder and aggravated assault of Daniel Breed. Uh, investigators determined Breed's Danielle, yeah, sorry, Danielle Breed. Uh, Danielle, Breed's roommate heard gunshots when he returned home Friday. She lives with a dude. And was confronted by Hager as he exited the victim's bedroom. He pointed a handgun at, at her roommate. The roommate quickly escaped out the back of the residence and he was able to and he was able to get a neighbor to call 911. So, mm. yeah. Wild. Well, sir, welcome to find him and cut him, Charles. Yeah, Charles, welcome to find him and cut him. Hopefully you're, uh, you're uh, someplace where you can't murder people anymore, like hell. <laughs> yeah, not cool, bro. Yeah. <laughs> not cool, bro. <laughs> For all your kids tuning in, that's Jermaine's PSA. Murder, a murder suicide is quote not cool, bro. It's a good thing we're not a national podcast because we would have been banned already. Yeah, for sure, dude. It's it's spooky season though. It is spooky. That's that's the ultimate spooky season. That's the ultimate spooky season prank. That's not a prank. That's what makes it so good. All right. Uh, as always, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait till we get nationally famous and they bring these tapes back up. God, we didn't say anything bad. <clears throat> Instagram and Twitter at podcast room three zero three. Subscribe, like, download all the all that jazz. You got anything else, Nick? You said it best. All right. Uh, as always, Alex Smith is a poor man's Nick Mullins. Loyal leader out. Hey, room three zero three listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code Room 303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code Room 303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.